and welcome to West New York Brews, episode 40. My name is Scott. I am a home brewer just outside of Buffalo, New York. And on this episode, we're talking about flipping the switch from drinking beer to evaluating beer, as well as becoming a certified BJCP judge. If you've listened to this podcast before, you know that I have failed the online exam once and that I'm waiting to take the online exam again as I'm doing some studying. And as I study, I typed into iTunes BJCP because I learn a lot better when I hear things. And the Brunology podcast came up. It's B-R-E-W-N-O-L-O-G-Y dot com with Jason Johnson, the creator of BarleyPopMaker.info, which also has a BJCP study course on there, and Dean Winch, both certified judges. Jason is a nationally certified judge, and they talk about the BJCP certification program. They talk about styles. They talk about filling out evaluation sheets. They talk about evaluating beer, and that's what I wanted to talk to them on this episode about about flipping the switch to evaluating. I also am joined by Bill Sorowski from Das House Brewers von Buffalo. He's going to be on the next episode as well, talking about bottling beer and kegging beer. So if you've never heard of the Brunology podcast, please check them out. And I'm excited uh, to be the one to introduce them to you. But if you're listening to a brewing podcast like this one, I'm going to bet that you've heard of them before. So it was extremely nice of them to come on here and talk about evaluating beer as we get ready for AWOG. So let's get right into the interview and I'll talk to you afterwards. Basically, for the same reason that you searched for it is um, we were we were looking for some materials on there, and we realized that there was no podcast out there that covered primarily beer evaluation. So we thought, let's go for it. Let's give it a try and see how that goes. And it's gone pretty well for us. Yeah, and and I think when we first started it, it was um, an aspiration to have be on Jason's level and then have somebody on my level that was at the time still taking the exam to try and get perspective from both sides of the coin and, and see what the goods and bads are as far as what it takes to become a judge and, and from somebody who is a judge. So I, I think that was a nice playoff and we just kind of ran with it from there. Yep. So yeah, Jason, exactly. you are a nationals level judge, right? That is correct. Yep. I've been judging since 2005 is when, uh, when I passed my exam. So that was under the legacy version of the exam. Uh, but I first became national in 2014, I think it was. Okay. And how many points does it take to get to national? National is 20, 20 points, half of which have to come from judging. And uh, you need a, a composite score between the tasting exam mm-hmm. and the written exam of 80 or higher to reach the national the national level. So it, it needs to be an average. So, you know, if you, you scored... You know, 81 on the written and 79 on the on the tasting, you would be national, even though both scores maybe weren't in the 80s. Okay. So, and we can we can get into that a little bit deeper too. Um, Dean, you are uh, certified, correct? That's correct. Okay. I'm only 13 episodes into Brunology. I'm I'm going one at a time. Oh, we appreciate you listening. Yeah. And uh, I didn't realize it until today, but I've been listening to you guys at one and a half times speed. Um, so <laughs> so I thought, oh, when I call them tonight, I wonder if I'm going to recognize their voices. Uh, if you could talk like 50% faster, that would be great. All right. So what is going on? So what's the goal of Brunology? Is it to, to get the casual beer drinker better at evaluating or is it to get the the person looking at the BJCP exam to 
uh, an actual uh, ranking or is it both, I suppose? The answer was going to be yes, because it is both. Yeah. We try to cater to people that are just interested in it. And we, we try to do so in a like a non-intimidating way, you know, where we, it's not some big magical thing, you know, where suddenly your palate is, is developed and you're, you know, all judges for the most part are homebrewers just like yeah, just everyone all around. Yeah, just a regular homebrew. Right. You start off with the level of homebrewing, and if you really have an aspiration that you want to either get better at your homebrew or figure out what you're tasting in everybody else's homebrews compared to commercial beers, and this is, we figured it was a good way to, to get people to make that leap if they could. Yep. And there is some genetics that go into that. So you do have people that naturally have a, a better palate. They're more sensitive to certain things. A lot of the the part of becoming a good BJCP judge is just learning how to properly fill out a score sheet and be able to articulate what you're tasting. But just about anybody can become a good taster with just practice, just taste and pay attention to what you're tasting, and what you're smelling. That's what, that's what we try to put out there for everybody. So I guess the next, the next place I want to go to, and I'll, I'll put a, a disclaimer on this, that everything that I'm going to ask you can find on a Brunology episode. Um, so please, uh, tell us where we can listen, first of all. Well, Brunology, you can find us. We're on iTunes. We're on Stitcher. We're on Google Play. We're on uh, YouTube. Um, iHeartRadio. iHeartRadio. Uh, we have a Facebook page. We've got a web page, Brunology.com. Uh, there's all the current episodes and past episodes are on there. Uh, we have a Twitter page. We have, uh, we have an Instagram now. I don't think we have an Instagram. <laughs> no, we don't have Instagram. Snapchat and, and all that. Yeah, there's just uh, so many. See, he has a Snapchat. B-R-E-W-N-O-L-O-G-Y. <laughs> For people looking. And you should. Yep. You should yep. look. So yep. flipping the switch from from drinking beer to evaluating beer is something I have a really hard time with. I'll get halfway through a beer before I even start thinking about what I'm tasting. Which probably makes me a problem drinker. But could you talk about flipping the switch to evaluating uh, instead of just drinking? Yeah, flipping the switch is going to be different for everybody. For me, I need to be in that mindset before I start. Yeah. Um, Because like you, once I start drinking, uh, because my choice of beers tend to be what many would consider like a palate wrecker. I like like IPAs, so if I'm drinking for enjoyment... A lot of times, I'm, my palate's going to be wrecked, especially like at a, at a homebrew club meeting, and somebody and ask me to evaluate something. I have a hard time uh, going into that evaluation mode more so than enjoyment mode. So for me, I need I need to mentally prepare ahead of time that I'm going to be paying attention to all aspects of this beer, like the aroma, the flavor, the mouthfeel. I'm going to evaluate it that way because once I start the enjoyment process, it's it's over for me as well. It's all downhill. So, Yep, yep. I just think it's an awareness thing. I I don't know how Dean approaches it, but for me, that's I have to start in that mode. For so. me, for me, I would say it's probably more. I, I have a an easier time flipping the switch. I don't I I don't disagree with Jason's statement because I have run into situations like that where somebody just comes up to you and says, "Hey, what do you think of this?" and they really want an honest opinion. And yeah, okay. But in that in that treat something like that, I treat it for what it is. I I, I give you what I'm perceiving. So. If, you know, I just got done drinking a bunch of IPAs and you handed me a Pilsner, well, I'll evaluate it best I can, but that's that's what you're going to get. So flipping that switch is, is almost something you have to do subconsciously ahead of time. Mm-hmm. And, and unless you can 
unless you can flip that switch, but it's it's not easy. I know, and, and and some people have to flip the switch in the opposite direction. Is once you do become BJCP certified, don't forget to enjoy beer, mm-hmm. and don't don't pick every single beer apart that you get unless. You know, well, first of all, that's what you want to do, or if somebody asks you to do it. But sometimes, just go for the enjoyment factor of a beer, and just don't overthink it because you'll burn yourself out. You'll start hating so many beers because you'll find something you don't like about everything. So then, when when you do switch into evaluation mode, the first thing you're doing then, if we can run through a quick tasting, I I wrote down a an order, which I think I based off of one of your episodes, starting with aroma first thing aroma first yep because the the first thing you want to capture right off of the pour is going to be any uh volatile compounds that that dissipate pretty quickly some some of those things you're not going to get a minute or two minutes after after you pour the beer now they're not always going to be a flaw where you're going to ding that beer but you do want to still capture those and mention them you know right off the pour maybe there was a late uh a late hit right off the pour but then you could talk about how it disappeared and and it gives you like a wider um wider evaluation um perspective when you're looking at that in that way uh there are other other parts that will change as the beer warms Mm -hmm. so you want to capture some of that initial aroma so yeah if you want to expand on that no that's good stuff i mean like the thing get off the aroma is mostly the fact that you should be able to pick up something that is familiar to you. Um, you're you're going to start to perceive things that you've known from your past, um, whether it be, you know, some kind of a, a hop character that's going to remind you of of a citrus smell or, or an orange or something that's going to remind you of, of bread crust or, or dried malt or something. You know, there may be something in there that trips your mind into noting at least what you have there so yeah and nothing is ever wrong no no no, nothing's ever wrong but that's the best time to to get right into it when it comes to that aroma because like jason said you're going to lose that pretty quickly so because sometimes when somebody's new to evaluation they're afraid to say maybe what they're getting because it sounds stupid or it doesn't sound like a component you would get in beer you know something like uh toasted marshmallows or wet leaves things like that well you can you can get those perceptions in the aroma and don't ever think that you're wrong if you're if you're thinking well this smells like when i'm raking leaves in autumn well you might have a slight musty character to this beer and that's what you're picking up as being like wet leaves yep. so it's something to pay attention to so then from aroma you move on to appearance yep appearance is the next natural thing because it's it's quick so appearance is just a quick check of the color clarity um not just the head color, but the retention and the texture of the head, be it tight, compact bubbles, like if it's moussey or if it's loose, like real fizzy, like a cola. Uh-huh. Um, you always want to pay attention to that because on your on your exam, if you're taking the judging exam, which we could probably talk about a little bit, but you always want to mention all of the attributes under each section of the, uh, of the score sheet. Okay, so next when you're we're hitting on flavor, you know you're getting your initial impressions, um, yeah. be it the, the sweetness, the maltiness, the hot bitterness, hot flavor, hot hot bitterness and hot flavor. You may have one and not the other. Sometimes you have both, but you need to you know on your score sheet or if you're doing an evaluation, make notes of what what you're getting as far as bitterness levels and, and flavors, mm-hmm. fermentation 
observation characteristics is something I see commonly missed on exams when people are taking the exams is they don't mention either lack of fermentation character or what character they're getting. You know, like hmm. esters, phenols, uh, you know, per, perhaps a flaw or something they got from being at the wrong temperature. Um, Solventy. Uh, yep. You know, balance, balance between, balance can mean between malt and hops. Balance could be between esters and and phenols in the case of wheat beer. But uh, need to mention balance, finish, and aftertaste. All needs to be considered under flavor. It, it needs to be, everything that's listed under that section, you need to mention what it is, lack of it, or whether it's there and at what levels. Well, and that brings up a good point. As the score sheet as a whole, there are sections for your your aroma, your appearance, your flavor, your mouthfeel, your overall, and each one of those has notations after yep, mandatory things. Mandatory things, and and those are the things that should be at least mentioned in some way, shape, or form on your notes when you're evaluating a beer. Yep. If you miss those, that's a ding. Those are the the most common thing I see missed on exams. Yep. People don't talk about every attribute because maybe they don't get any hop aroma yeah. well then you put none yeah but some people just think i didn't get any i'm not writing it down yep so do you have anything to add for flavor so we can move into mouthfeel no i think i think you covered it very well and a mouthfeel is everything that encompasses the way that the beer tactily feels in in your mouth it, it should have no no components of of uh be it sweetness or maltiness or or well bitterness can have a feel to it but people need to be able to separate mouth feel because it is literally how the beer feels the weight of the beer the viscosity of the beer the carbonation how you know how it fizzes in your mouth uh, astringency drying puckering and interesting thing about astringency is it does actually pull moisture out of the cells of your of your mouth that's why you get that drying sensation so it is a physical sensation uh, hot alcohol creaminess all of that needs to be mentioned under how the beer feels so that's something to pay attention to when you're evaluating a beer uh, you're you know when you're going for enjoyment you may just take a drink and be like oh it's it's smooth it's medium bodied it's yeah. good yeah but you're not paying attention to the any warmth or anything along those yeah, lines you're not, you're not paying attention to the to the particulars that you would normally be paying attention to when it comes to actually judging the beer you're you're in the enjoyment phase of the beer which there's nothing wrong with that but it goes back to our earlier conversation about flipping the switch and separating that yep. so yep. you have to kind of know what you're going for when you're getting to that point right okay so then the next uh the next area to talk about and and the last area to talk about um is the bjcp itself do you oh, think we got to we, we have to cover overall impression? Sorry, skipped it. Go ahead. That, that's okay because it is important because you're you're looking at the beer when you're evaluating under all of these separate components. Aroma is independent from flavor, and appearance is independent from flavor and, and aroma. And your overall impression is how all of those components—the mouthfeel, flavor, appearance, and, and aroma—all come together as a whole. Right. So that, that's where you put it all down for your, your total enjoyment factor, how the beer works, how each component works together, whether it does or doesn't. And then your flaws and your corrections all occur in that overall impression. Yep. Yeah, that's where you're going to give somebody some information back. That's the yep. biggest point for the overall is the good, the bad, yep. and then right. the, the general, obviously, 
overall of the beer. But it's it's important to, to differentiate that each of those other components are independent. So that's why the overall impression comes together. Yep. And like Dean said, the feedback. Yep. That's yeah. I mean, you could put you could put feedback in every section based off of your aroma, your appearance, your flavor, your mouthfeel. You could put brief ones. Brief ones. Yeah. Um, don't get too wordy or too over the top on it because that's kind of you get a bigger section to fill out in general just on the paper when it comes to overall. So use that space. Uh-huh. Um, more than anything else but speaking of space i mean you're, you you want to make sure you fill up as much space as you can on your sheets too you don't want to leave a lot of white space on if you don't have to um Draws really kind pictures. of really kind of shows that you're paying attention and, and really kind of digging into that beer a little bit and getting everything you can all right so then moving on to the bjcp itself do you think it's valuable for everybody to be judges or do you think it's can you give well, me it, a reason why you don't think somebody should be a judge? Uh, for ego, for one thing, because I mean you do you do see that because you can't evaluate beer at home without without credentials. But it seems sometimes people want to become a judge so that they can use that as weight for their opinion. Uh huh. And I, this may be my personal opinion, but I think it is backed up by the BJCP website is, you know, the, the purpose is not for, for yourself. It's to help other home brewers. So if you're not, if you're not getting into judging in in order to try to, to help the home brewing community, your fellow home brewers and and try to give a little bit of yourself for a, a hobby that you're passionate about, then you're, you're better off just taking a BJCP prep course. Cause I think that's beneficial for everybody yeah i agree but as far as going to take the exam and 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 you know going for a rank or whatever you want to do one way or the other i don't think it's for everybody because that's how really poorly filled out score sheets seem to come from people that don't care if you if you understand what i'm saying yeah that's the biggest complaint i see especially online when people get score sheets back is the you know they get bad feedback or they get no feedback or they get really poorly hastily filled out score sheets with no information on them and you know sometimes the people are new and that's fine if you're new and but i mean some of these people you see even national certified and and um they just have poorly written scores they don't want to be there you can tell they don't want to be there if you don't want to be there then don't don't go but and I, I, I agree with that mostly, and I, I'm glad you brought up the aspect of the sensory training and the and the prep course and stuff. Uh, just to kind of give it an analogy, uh, as somebody who, and this is off topic, so I apologize if I go a little bit to the left here, but um, it's kind of like the way I approach riding a motorcycle. Just because you have absolutely zero ambition to ever ride a motorcycle in your life, I still believe everybody should at least take the course. It should have something to do with whether or not you get a driver's license simply for the fact that it gives you that extra third dimension of what you are perceiving. When you're driving a car, you're going to understand what a motorcycle is just seeing, what he's not seeing, what he's doing. Just like when you're drinking a beer, you can grab a beer and you can drink the beer, but are you really understanding what's in the beer? Are you just drinking it because you wanted to have a beer or are you drinking it because you want to evaluate it? Are you making beer because you just want to have the sake of making beer or do you want to make better beer and understand what you're doing with your beer? So there's 
the sensory training and the and the, the exam part I think is is almost something that most people should at least go through from the home brewer level. I mean, not every John Q. Public should be able to do that or have to do that, but should be able to, but doesn't have to. But um, if you're on a homebrew level, I don't think that that's going to hurt anybody for just that extra little bit of learning. If I mean, if, if you gain one thing out of it. Well, if you look at our homebrew or our um, BJCP prep course for our homebrew club, we had solid turnout, lots of people, but I think you were the only one that took the exam out of it. Mm-hmm. Brian took it Brian, prior, I Yeah, Brian had it done before I did. So, yeah, I think I'm the only one. Mm-hmm. And we had, what, 14, 12, 14 people in that? Yeah. How many How many guys in your club are, are judges currently? Four. Four of us. We have, we have, Jason, we have Jason as a national and um, three certified, mm-hmm. including myself. We have one. He's in this room. It's Bill. It's yeah, Bill. Yeah. Well, hopefully soon to be a couple more. Right. I'm working on it. I'm start, working on it. Start teaching classes. Yeah. There you go. We did the uh, we did the off flavor tasting last year. We'll do something else this year. I don't know what we'll do. Yeah. Those are um, fun. And I, I, I use air quotes on fun. Yeah. No, it was, it it was an interesting night. Interesting. That's a good word. We had a we had a brewer from the Czech Republic. Were you there when Nas was there? No. No, I was not. We had a brewer from the Czech Republic. Uh, there, we did two rounds of it, and uh, that was really interesting to have somebody who's who's really knowledgeable. Not only him, but one of the local local uh, brewers, Clay, was there too. Um, to have somebody really knowledgeable, because we're, <laughs> I would say something like, "Yeah, I'm not detecting it," and then you'd be like, "Oh yeah, no, it's it's here. Like it's oh, totally okay. there." <laughs> okay, yeah, I meant yeah, it's there. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, I got it. Please don't dump any more butter in my in my glass. I got it. <laughs> so rather than go through the whole BJCP rank um, stuff, rather than go through everything, give us what the next step then. Somebody who, who heard this and said, you know what? I should look into this. What would you suggest the next step? I, I know there's a website the out there called bar- barleypotmaker.info. Oh, yeah. That's, which, that's mine. That's yep, a course. Know. Well, a good place to go, uh, the BJCP website, uh, go right under the, uh, the exam center and download the, the study guide that they have, as well as the, the, BJ, the current version of the BJCP guidelines, the 2015. That's going to be your next logical step. There are a lot of resources out there that are, are PDFs uh, that help walk you through the entrance exam. I, I know I have... I have some on my website, some tips for passing the entrance exam. And, and the number one tip that I would give for that is just not to forget or be afraid of the fact that it is an open book test. Yeah. Uh, I know some people may think that's cheating, but right at the end of the exam, it asks you what additional materials you used. And you could put whatever in there that you used. So you, you are going to have to know a majority of everything. But as far as some of the stats go, you can quickly look those up either in an app yeah. Or, or in the in the study guide. So your next step is to start start studying how to brew. You know the John Palmer book. That's yeah. a good one. Yeah, all the books on on brewing science are really going to help you. The guidelines. I'm sorry, but you got to read them. They're they're dry. They're hard to read, but yeah. you have to know some of the stuff. And don't be afraid to rely on your own experience and the experience of of uh, your fellow home brewers that talk to them and. Get to know them. Take that entrance exam. Get that three pack, like what you did. Yep. 
Yeah, the three pack is huge. I, I really it think it if somebody expensive. takes it, they should take that first, like exactly what you did. Yeah. Just take it, see how you do. That's going to give you a good gauge of how far off. Print out your results at the end where it says you need improvement. Yeah. And then, it, it and then take that and then list, just kind of note I think, that. I don't think there's much I didn't need improvement on. Well, <laughs> tell you, the old Bruin, I, I probably had 12 questions on an old Bruin. I think Dean ran into something similar. I don't know what style it was, but oh, yours was heavy and something. As I got well. hammered on um, alt beers and uh, California Commons. I got hammered with questions on those, going, "What's the similarities? What's the differences?" Well, if you were to make this one, what would the gravity be on this one compared to that one? Like, <laughs> really? Uh, yep, that old brew, and I just had one for the first time the other day, so I'm feeling better. Like I can <laughs> dive in again. Now go yeah. buy a case of them because you might have some more questions because they did that to me. I had a three-pack, and the same thing happened to me twice. Yeah, the same. California Commons and Alts. So huh. I would say the other thing oh. to, to add to um, to Jason's point is if you think you want to become a judge and you're a homebrewer, find a homebrew club. That's I think when I think you go back to that, and there's going to be somebody – odds are there's going to be somebody in that club that's either going to be a judge or going to be trained to be a judge, and – I don't know you guys can kind of probably talk together and, and come up with some way to to better the both of you together. So, that, I mean, it's 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 something that that seems to help. So, yeah. All right, guys, thank you very much. Any uh, any questions for us? I can't imagine what questions you would have for us. But any questions for us? Well, how long have you been brewing for? Oh, well, we you said, said that before. Five years. Five years. Five years. Yeah. Uh, actually, the first the first ever meeting of our homebrew club was two months before I brewed for the first time. I was there at the first meeting as a prospective brewer, and then I brewed two months later uh, an Irish Red kit from Northern... No, from our local, from consumers. That went very well. And then the second kit was a Boston Lager kit that did not go very well. (laughs) Well, that happens. what, what What did you learn from that second kit that you think maybe you did differently from your first kit oh man i don't even know what went wrong with that one the thing is i didn't know enough to know what went wrong um so by that same token you don't you're saying you didn't know enough to know what went right on the first one it tastes that no absolutely i didn't know enough to know what went right on the first one what i've since (laughs) learned is our water profile here is really good for um for brown ales and red ales um, okay. So, so you're that, kind of similar to us, yeah. That for, yeah, for about a medium a medium amount of yeah. crystal malt. So yeah, and that that usually puts you right in the in the right pH range, right there. Um, I I learned right away that I hated bottling. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, those first two were the only two I ever bottled. I've kegged since, and I would have given up had it not been that. Okay. How about you? How long have you been brewing? I brewed my first batch in the late 90s. Um, so, but I had a long period of time where I was not brewing. So I, I had a, a good handful of, of um, extract brews in, in the 90s. Some were okay, I guess. Some were bad, bad and okay. And then um, it was just, just life changes. I, you know, had to move around a little bit here and there. Uh, gosh, put it aside for 10 years, maybe brewed a batch this year and then didn't do it for another couple of years. But uh, I'd say the last three years have been just total hardcore, full steam ahead, 
Right? Um, yeah, just go crazy. It's just been, uh, yeah. It's <laughs> Beer's over, great, isn't overflow. it? Beer's great. Yeah. Beer is great. Yes, it is. I did have another question. This one was for, for Bill. Yeah. You said he, he was the only judge in your club? So, so far. <laughs> how did he go about... Uh, well, I mean, how did he go about like his study and and all of that? Is just from another uh, nearby club, or was it all self study? Yeah, it was. It was all that. very much self. Um, I just just like he recommended. I went to the BJCP website. Uh, they had all the study material there. Um, I remember we we took a, a vacation, me and my wife, and we had a very very long uh, drive. So. Part of the drive was just, you know, and she, and she was all into it with me. So um, a lot of reading out loud of, you know, of all the study material, um, which really helps me a lot. And I came back and I said, I just I just did. It. I said, you know what? I mean, I, why, why wait around? I just signed up to take the online test. Uh, I signed up. You can sign up for you can for one price. You can buy one take of the test or you can buy for a better price like a pack of three so the first time i did it i i bought the single and i bombed it i don't think you know what i don't (laughs) think i even finished half of the questions there was just so many questions i i I think i got through half of them and time ran out so the next time around i signed up for the three pack and boom, the first time I retook the test, I, I passed on the first time. So that was a you know a little bit of a learning curve. And then uh, I immediately found out who holds. I mean, this was really all on my own. It um, just kind of doing a little research and following the other clubs on their Facebook group and stuff, and finding out who holds the local exams. Actually, on the BJCP website, you can find out when the exams are scheduled. Uh, and that's exactly what I did. And I contacted the guy who was holding the exams through the BJCP website. And um, that's it. I signed up for the exam, uh, for the tasting exam. I uh, wasn't expecting to take it for a year and a half out. And, and um, boom, I get this email saying, hey, three guys dropped out. I need three guys to fill in. Are you in? And it was about a week and a half away. And. I said, yeah, why would I pass it up? And uh, yeah. I, I took it, and um, yeah, lo and behold, I passed. And last year, the last year, the big AWOG competition was my, my, my first judging experience. So it's, it's been fun ever since. That's awesome. It's a good story. That is a, a great way to, to look at it. I, I don't... I don't know anybody who's who's done it that way. So that's that's props to you. We have one listener that has been messaging us that he well he's he's hoping, but he, he just took the exam. His whole study was through us. Yeah. Oh wow. So we're keeping our fingers crossed for him. Yeah, he's yeah. Gonna, he's kind of like our, our unofficial protege that he's, <laughs> seems to be using us, which is great. I mean, we appreciate it, but. So can I throw yeah. this into when you're taking the BJCP online course to scroll down? Yes. I yes. missed a <laughs> bunch of questions. And when I got to the end with like three minutes left, there's all these X's like you never answered this. Like what? What do you mean? I never answered that. Oh, they were all at the bottom. It'd be great scroll if they filled the page down. Yeah. I'm not yeah, saying no. that would have helped me. I probably would have failed just a little bit less. 
<laughs> you, could ch- you could change your monitor resolution too, so maybe you could see them all. I mean, you might not be able to read them all, but you could see them all. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> They'll yes. be really tiny. Yeah. Thank you very much. Thank you. Yeah. And check sure out brewnology.com. B R E W N O L O G Y dot com. Yes. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> yep. Thank you for having us on. This was great. Yeah, we appreciate it. Uh, thank you. Really good so once again, thank you to Jason Johnson and Dean Winch from the Brunology Podcast and to Bill Sarowski from the Das Hausbrauers von Buffalo. We're going to talk to Bill again next week about bottling beer and kegging beer. But uh, some of those links again, brunology.com, B-R-E-W-N-O-L-O-G-Y.com. You can find them on iTunes, on Stitcher, on Spreaker, and on iHeartRadio, as well as on Twitter and Facebook. Please look them up. It's well worth it if you are planning on taking the BJCP exam, or even if you just want to get better at evaluating beer. Check out the podcast. I would suggest starting at the beginning like I did. Uh, I still haven't listened to the newest episodes because I'm trying to get there from the beginning. I'm about up to 30 right now, so I'm almost caught up. I think they're on uh, episode 40 right now, just like West New York Brews. So thank you to those guys and thank you to Bill. Thank you for listening. You can find us at WNYBrews.com. You can find the notes for this episode at WNYBrews.com episode 40. Please find us on Twitter, uh, on YouTube, on Facebook. Email me at scott at wnybrews.com. Wave at me at a, at a local beer event. Uh, send me a homing pigeon. Mine is almost trained to go grab hops from one of the homebrew stores. As always, this is the Rearview Ramblers from their EP Buffalo Americana with You Can't Buy Beer with Condolences. We'll see you next week. Thank you. Thank you.